As a cast forum would introduce itself, welcome to Cast Forum Cast, your number one source for good vibes and curious thoughts on the world of Pokemon. They'll be sure to have you smiling like a smeargle. I'm your host, Nathan the Bugsteel Trainer Martin, and this is episode two of Cast Forum Cast. Uh, so before we get started, just a little news we have uh, now been uh, put available on Google Podcasts, so if you listen there, uh, you're free to subscribe to the podcast. And now in Pokemon news, we have actually quite a bit this week. Uh, to start off, it looks like Japan is going to be getting a Shiny Necrozma event for uh Trainers who have pre-ordered Sword and Shield and also are part of the Secret Members Club. Uh, they'll be getting the code for it uh, from the 6th of September to uh, November 14th. And it looks like the set for that Ultra, or just uh, the Shiny Necrozma, is going to be it's going to be level 75 with moves Light Screen, Substitute, and Moonlight. And for the, those of us in the U.S. and Europe, uh, we are actually going to get Shiny Lunala or Shiny Solgaleo uh, if you use the PokePass app by going to a GameStop from October to or October 21st to November 10th. Uh, and essentially how this is going to be for the game Sun and Ultra Sun, you'll be getting a Shiny Lunala. It's going to be level 60 and have the moves Moongeist Beam, Psyshock, Moonblast, and Moonlight. Uh, if you have the games Moon or Ultra Moon, you'll get Shiny Solgaleo. That Shiny Solgaleo will also be level 60 and know the moves Sunsteel Strike, Zen Headbutt, Noble Roar, and Morning Sun. Uh, in mobile news, uh, the mobile game Pokemon Masters is uh, officially released. Uh, it's a fun little game, uh, and rather than collecting Pokemon, you're actually collecting sync pairs. It's a lot of well-known trainers from the games and the anime. Uh, essentially you'll be collecting them in a gacha style game, uh, and the, uh, combat in that game is actually three versus three. It's actually really interesting. I've played a little bit of it, uh, plan to play a little bit more when I have some more time. And then for anime news, we actually have a new season of the anime that's been announced. Uh, we don't have a whole lot of details right now other than, uh, it's actually going to encompass all of the regions that have been in the games and anime so far, including uh, the new ones in Sword and Shield, and we're actually going to get more details on September 29th, so at the end of this month. And then for, uh, this is actually just a rumor mill kind of thing right here. Uh, so historically, we've gotten the second evolution of the starters. Uh, typically in September or October, that's actually how it was for uh, Gen 5 and 6, so a lot of people are thinking we're going to be getting those uh, really soon, possibly this month or next, and I'm actually quite excited to see, uh, debating whether or not I'll let myself be spoiled by it, but honestly, I don't really mind that much. It's actually really interesting. And for our Pokemon of the Week, I decided this week we would be discussing Galarian Weezing. Uh, so this is a really interesting Pokemon. I'll give you some of the details on it. Uh, it is the Poison Gas Pokemon, keeping that from its normal variant. Uh, but the Galarian version is actually a Poison Fairy type. Its height is 9 foot 10 inches. It is 35.3 pounds, and it has two abilities in Levitate and Neutralizing Gas. Uh, so a few things I just want to say about it is... Uh, I just think it's completely hilarious. This thing is nearly 10 feet tall. 
I'm sure it's just from the giant smokestacks that it has on its head, but um, I love it. I love how he's just, I mean, it's just two little dapper fellas attached to each other. Uh, I mean, it's really interesting. It's interesting how it actually discusses on the website how uh, now rather than, well, I mean, it still pumps out poisonous gas like it releases it, uh, but it's because it also breathes out, a, it like filters stuff. So it's filtering all of the, you know, dirt and grime out of the air and pumping out some purified air, but eventually it has to release all of those toxins. So it's still a, I guess that's how it gets the fairy type by purifying and it keeps that poison typing by uh, pumping out all that, you know, uh, toxic gas at the end of whenever it has to release it. But for uh, competitively, it's actually really how I want to discuss this thing. Uh, it has a lot to talk about. Uh, so it's defensive typing, steel and fairy. It's actually a really good defensive typing because it's only weak to three types, those being ground, steel, and psychic. And steel really isn't even that good of a uh, offensive type. There's only a few really good moves uh, that steel has offensively. Though, uh, with it being weak to steel and psychic, uh, Pokemon like Metagross, I feel like, are going to wall it really well just because it's typing just hard counters. It has access to Meteor Mash, which is a really good move. Uh, but with a Fairy Poison type, it actually resists five types, and it's completely immune to Dragon. And it's uh, it's not immune to poison, but it is immune to being poisoned and toxic, as well as... If your opponent has set up toxic spikes on the field, uh, sending out your Galarian Weezing will actually absorb those. And then for abilities, uh, it actually has two really interesting abilities. Levitate uh, is one, of course, normal Weezing had, and quite a few Pokemon have. Uh, but it essentially what it does is it gets rid of uh, Galarian Weezing's ground weakness and actually turns it into immunity. Uh, but the thing with that is uh, it also makes it immune to ground hazards, but it means if uh, your opponent did send out toxic spikes uh, and you were to send out your uh, Galarian Weezing, it would not get rid of those toxic spikes as it would be floating above them. Uh, but its other ability, and honestly a very incredibly interesting one, uh, Neutraling Gas, probably one of the best abilities uh, that I think has ever been introduced into the games. Uh it's just really interesting. I think it's going to be way more interesting in doubles rather than singles. Essentially, what it does is uh, when you send out your Galarian Weezing, or if it's just out in general, it prevents uh, any abilities, whether it be uh, on your side or your opponent's side, from activating. And this is another one of those abilities I think is really good because it essentially counters a lot of the really strong things from uh, the Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon competitive scene. Uh, like, again, Intimidate, just like in the last episode, uh, Corviknight's ability reflected it back, but this one just would prevent it from uh, triggering at all. So if your opponent wanted to send out their Incineroar or Gyarados, it wouldn't uh, trigger its Intimidate, which is going to be really interesting. And another thing, if you played uh, either of, uh, or if you played the Ultra Center Ultra Moon metagame, is you'll know that uh, the Primals. Primal Kyogre and Primal Groudon are really strong because uh, just on weather teams because they have really strong weather setting. But uh, I can only assume that with this ability, uh, setting abilities like Drought, Drizzle, Snow Warning, and Sandstream, the ones that set the respective weathers of 
uh, sun, rain, uh, hail, and uh, sandstorm, those just won't trigger at all. So that's going to be really interesting for weather teams to have to deal with. And actually in the video, it showed just a couple examples of how this would work, where it showed a Rotom with Levitate uh, getting hit by, I believe it was a Gastrodon's Earth Power. And it normally would have been immune to that, but since uh, its allied uh, Galarian Weezing was out, it couldn't stop that Earth Power from hitting it with Levitate. And then uh, in the same video, it showed Gastrodon actually getting hit by that uh, Rotom. It was a Rotom Wash. It's all getting hit by its Hydro Pump. And usually that would boost the Gastrodon because it has Storm Drain. But since uh, that Galarian Weezing had Neutralizing Gas, it just made it hit the Gastrodon with no uh, boost and no immunity. And another thing I'm interested in seeing is, uh, you know, this is going to stop a lot of things like uh, trapping moves, like Arena Trap, Magnet Pool, Shadow Tag. Magnet Pool, of course, not really affecting Galarian Weezing, but the other two uh, are going to make it just really interesting, even in singles, because, you know, of course, trapping is very prominent. And if you want to lead with a Galarian Weezing with Neutralizing Gas, you won't have to worry about getting trapped by a Doug Trio or a... Uh, well, I guess Ultra Gengar is not going to be in the game, but uh, I mean, other Pokemon with Shell Tag like uh, Gothaleta. So you won't have to worry about them setting up on you while you just kind of have to wait there. Like what happened to me that one time with Fortress? We won't discuss that, of course. <laughs> and then another thing that a lot of people are thinking about with Neutralizing Gas, this ability is just so much to talk about, uh, is allowing Pokemon with abilities that harm the Pokemon itself, it's going to allow them to actually function significantly better. A lot of people are thinking like slacking with its Shurin ability, where it can only attack every other turn because each turn it's slacking off. I mean, if you have neutralizing gas, it's just not going to uh, allow it to do that. It's just going to be able to attack every turn. Same thing goes with Regigigas and its slow start ability, where its stats are weakened for the first five turns. Or Galisopod where uh, when it gets to half health, it typically wants to switch out. Uh, this is going to be really interesting for Pokemon with those kinds of negative abilities, and I'm really curious how this is going to play out when this uh, new gen comes out, of course, seeing which Pokemon are actually in the game. If, you know, Slacking and Regigigas are in it, then that's something we won't have to factor in, but if they are, this is going to be really interesting to see people try and pull off these more gimmicky teams. And then another really interesting quirk that the ability has, I noticed that as I was uh, typing up the script for this episode, uh, it states that once a Pokemon with neutralizing gas leaves the battlefield, the abilities of other Pokemon will be activated again. So it showed an example of when uh, the Galarian Weezing was switched out, uh, the Intimidate that hadn't triggered when the Incineroar switched in, or I don't, actually I believe it was a Gyarados, or no, it was an Arcanine, forgive me. Uh, when the Arcanine uh, switched in, it didn't go off. But when the Galarian Weezing left, whether it was KO'd or uh, it was just switched out or roared out even, uh, that uh, Intimidate triggered then. So I'm actually curious uh, how this is going to work, if it's just going to delay how the uh, Intimidate triggers or how moves like that trigger, or maybe even if it's going to be if I were to send in, say we're playing singles, or actually, you know, let's just go with doubles because it makes it easier. Say I send in, you know, like a, a Pokemon and my uh, Arcanine, and then the Arcanine, of course, gets its uh, Intimidate off if there's no Galarian Weezing on the field. And then I were to uh, swap out the other Pokemon that isn't Arcanine as Galarian Weezing, 
and then swap it out again, would that mean that Arcanine gets a second Intimidate off? Because it does say that the abilities of the other Pokemon will be activated again, you know, specifying that would happen an additional time. And I'm really interested thinking, well, what if this happens uh, for things like uh, resetting things like rain or different terrains uh, for the terrain setting Pokemon that switch in with their abilities. I'm really curious how this is going to be because this could give us, you know, just this is going to be a really dynamic ability affecting all the, like, there's going to be a lot of really interesting ways you can play around it. And then just one of the other things I wanted to discuss was uh, if you were to say Dynamax, or yeah, Dynamax, this Galarian Weezing, uh, I'm curious because so far, of course, it seems more like a utility Pokemon. Uh, it's Move pool has a lot of utility, and it doesn't exactly have the greatest attacking stats. Of course, we don't know its base stats uh, in Galarian form, but we do know its stats for its normal form. So I'm actually curious how that's going to be, because uh, if you remember, uh, Dynamaxing only lasts for three turns, so of course you couldn't really... I mean, you could, possibly, but you couldn't really use this to stall out. But I'm curious how things like uh, Max Poison moves and Max Fairy moves are going to work. Because I'm curious if Max Poison is it going to, uh, I mean, possibly could uh, poison everyone on your opponent's side of the field, or could even toxic them. I'm curious if maybe it will uh, set toxic spikes down on your opponent's side of the field. Uh, so I'm really curious how that's going to work, just for the Dynamaxing. And then, for questions this week, we actually don't have a question this week, but I'd actually like to remind everyone uh, that... If you want to send in a question to the podcast, an audio message or something like that, uh, that'll be in the description, and you can send me a question, a topic that you would like me to discuss, uh, anything like that, and that'll uh, be down in the description. And then for the team of the week, we have another team from Pokey Ames channel, because I just saw one that was really interesting, and for those of you who do know a little bit more about Pokemon, this will even be interesting for you, because... This team uh, is for the uh, Pokemon Showdown's metagame of the month. Essentially what this is, is uh, a metagame that is different from typical ones. It has different rules that make it uh, more interesting. And one of the metagames is called Linked. And what this does is, when you are playing Pokemon Showdown, and you are making your teams, when you are selecting their moves, what happens is, when you select the first move and then the second move, when you are actually battling, both of those moves will be used essentially at the same time. Not exactly, they'll be used one after the other, but uh, like regardless of speed, they'll be used at the same time. And what this allows you to do is a lot of really interesting things, really common ones being like uh, using a boosting move and then immediately attacking, or maybe if you have uh, two really powerful moves, you can use one after the other. It's going to be really hard to, you know, prevent that from knocking out your Pokemon. And uh, so on Pokemon's channel, he actually had a really interesting team uh, with the main feature being a Blacephalon, the Ultra Beast, uh, with, it had uh, Mind Blown, its signature move, which is essentially Explosion, except for it reduces you to half health rather than uh, knocking you out completely. And then it had an Iapapa Berry, which what this did is when you are reduced to 25% of your maximum health, it'll actually uh, trigger and give you back 50% of your max health. So what he would do is uh, use a Substitute, which gets rid of 25 of your max health, but puts up a Substitute for you. 
uh, which takes hits for you rather than you taking direct damage. And then use uh, Mind Blown, which would uh, explode doing a lot of damage, and then uh, his Ayapapa Barrier would trigger. But then right after that, since it's linked, in that same turn he would use the move, uh, I believe it was Recycle. Yes, he would use Recycle. And what that does is it gives you your held item back. So essentially what this means is every turn he would blow himself up, uh, go down to 25 health, and then restore 50% of that, so he'd be at 75, and then his berry would come back. So he could keep using Mind Blown repeatedly over and over again. It was actually really interesting to watch him do this on his channel. Of course, there are uh, issues with it, like if you were to take uh, damage from Stealth Rock or something, you wouldn't necessarily have to use... Uh, substitute to get down to that 25% health. Uh, so it's just things you have to keep in mind. It kind of turns into an interesting glass cannon, but once you get in, you become a really dangerous threat. And then, uh, as always, the link to that team and to Pokemon Showdown will be down in the description. And that about wraps up this week's episode of Cast Formcast. Thank you all for listening. Uh, the next episode should be up next Sunday on the 8th of September. And I'll talk to all of you trainers next time.